<laughs> this is the band we needed. <laughs> What's their name? Oh, the Daisy Jones and the Six. <laughs> I just want to talk about books all day. That's all I want to do. I totally agree. Yeah, I'm only waiting for it to know Run out and buy it. Run out and buy it. Anything pros. Welcome back episode of anything pros i'm vicky and i'm jen and this week we are gonna do a little pride month special for you guys whipping up something good happy june baby (laughs) (laughs) this is the month where jen and my people fully fully just became gay yeah one year ago (laughs) (laughs) nah that's fine like the backstory so real quick yeah backstory um this was when jen was going on her like crazy dates and um she was going on dates with women yeah and shoddies she we were saying we made a joke about like it being june and it being pride month and we were like that's very pride month of you yeah um and then she ended up getting a girlfriend in june yeah so we just joked that she took it way too seriously <laughs> i was like oh my god i've taken pride i'm just like trying to be a good ally <laughs> I'm just, like, really want to be a good ally, guys, but now I have a girlfriend of a year. <laughs> like, she just, like, took it way too seriously, and then she ended up with a girlfriend in June, so. I always see those TikToks that are, like, I really thought I was, like, the most strong ally ever. Like, when Lady Gaga sang Born This Way, like, I cried, and then I realized I'm actually gay. <laughs> and that's, that's just too so funny, yeah. I love watching TikToks where people are, like, silly things that didn't make me realize i was gay but shut up yeah like they're like they're like so obvious when i like avert my eyes when i enter victoria's secret (laughs) (laughs) when i like didn't want to touch my boyfriend like stuff like that oh my god it's so good such good content yeah so happy pride month happy pride month Mm -hmm. guys happy june one year of my gay transformation (laughs) it's just like really funny because i feel like when you're bisexual it's like if you're dating a man you're not gay at all and then if you're dating a woman you're like fully gay yeah which is just like problematic but also hilarious yeah it's really weird especially like there's this weird like thought process that if you are gay and you marry a man it's like so you're not gay anymore yeah and it's like no like you still are yeah (laughs) you're you just happen to marry one of them yeah It'd just be, like, so crazy. Like, if I were to date a man after Virginia, I would be, like, suddenly not gay anymore in the eyes of so many people. Yeah. Shit's wild. But we would know. Yeah. And that's you why guys would know. bisexual visibility day. Yeah. You guys go. You know? <laughs> you rock on. Guys, like, that's not you. <laughs> go us. Go. <laughs> go us. Right. Go. So, anyway, because it's Pride Month, we are going to talk about some of the lgbtq plus books books that are on our radar and then our favorites too. and then our favorites a little recap because i feel like we talk about our favorite books on here a lot so you guys hopefully already know but we will give you a little refresher mm-hmm. never bad to have a refresher um should we do our favorites first or should we do ones we're looking forward to first yes let's do our favorites okay so we divided it by genre, and we're mm-hmm. just going to briefly go over our favorites from each genre. So for memoir, I picked Greedy by Jen Winston. I bought this book when I was with you, and you actually, read it on the plane. Yeah, at um, the Harvard Bookstore. 
and I read the whole thing on the plane ride home because I just thought it was so good. Like, I just really liked her humor. It's, like, a bit more millennial than, like, I am, but um, I'll read the little blurb. It's a collection of essays, so if Jen Winston knows one thing for sure, it's that she's bisexual. Or wait, maybe she isn't. Actually, she definitely is, unless she's not. Jen's provocative, laugh-out-loud debut takes us inside her journey of self-discovery, leading us through stories of a childhood girl crush and a a quest to have a threesome and an enduring fear of being bad at sex. Grady follows Jen's attempts to make herself to make sense of herself as she explores the role of the male gaze, what it means to be queer enough, and how to overcome bias stereotypes when you're the poster child for them all. Greedy, slutty, and constantly confused. I just thought it was very good. And I love memoirs in general, so freaking fire. And I remember when you got it, it's like a pretty small book, right? Mm -hmm. You read it in Mm -hmm. one plane. Yeah. So it was like three hours. It was not long, yeah. Yeah. So nice and quick. I also did a quick little... I guess you would consider this a memoir. I don't really mm-hmm. know what, but Wow No Thank You by Samantha Irby. Mm-hmm. Are those That's considered memoirs? Because she has like five. I think they're considered like essay collections. I mean, I guess this is considered an essay collection too, but but within the same in the thing, same vibe. It's a, it's a real memoir person slash about their life. nonfiction slash essay collection. Yeah. Genre. So I love Samantha Irby's books. I think she actually just came out with a new one. Yes. Um, Quietly hostile. So, so good. I'll that was. That. An advanced listening copy, right? Shut up. No, it wasn't. I would have gotten it. Let me just check. Don't lie to me. If it was, I will be downloading that. I can't imagine I saw that and didn't download it. Yes, it definitely was. But it was a while ago. It was when the fiancé farce was out. And Happy Place. You probably got distracted (laughs) by Happy Place is what happened. Because it was the same month. Because I have Quietly Hostile on Libro FM right now. Wow. That's fucking brutal. I'm really sorry about that. Um, Yeah, that series I mean, of know, essays is, are really good. They're really funny and also really quick, like you said. So, wonderful, Love wonderful. It. Romance, The Charm Offensive, is my favorite. We've talked about that one before. It's like a bachelor-type show situation. Mm-hmm. And the main lead guy is this guy. And I don't think he realizes, like, before the show that he's bisexual yeah or something but then he like falls in love with one of the male producers on the show yeah and it's really good really wholesome very cute a lot mm-hmm. of like mental health rap which i really mm-hmm. like in romance yeah and a lot of like confusion <clears throat> and just him like working through that yeah um i have heated rivalry god i still haven't romance. read it Oh, it's so good. I Shout need out to it. Maria for recommending this. This is literally easily one of my, like, favorite romances. And I feel like this type of book, like, just, like, a hockey romance, like, I don't know. I just never really pictured that as being, like, a book I would, like, fully enjoy. Yeah. And it's not, like, Icebreaker where it's, like, an ice skater and a hockey player. This is, like, two hockey players, and it's, like, adult life. Like, yeah. they're in the NHL. It's not, like, college They're hockey. in the NHL. Yeah. So it's just, like, more serious, and I just didn't really expect to like it, but I loved it. It is Fuck. so good. Do you think they'd have it at the bookstore? I don't know. But what they do need is to change the cover. It's really No bad. one's going to want that cover. Fuck. I just don't get... 
Like, don't get scared over the naked <laughs> men on the front. I'm, it's fine. Like, it's fine. If it got a new cover, it'd be so popular. It just sucks when books are, like, absolutely screwed by the cover. Yeah. I feel like I can't let Pride Month end without reading Hated Rivalry. Yeah, that would, like, be illegal. Yeah, homophobic. Either. Yeah. God. I would, I would say that as well. Yeah, if you guys don't read all of our favorite Pride yeah, Month recommendations, <laughs> it's actually homophobic. Um... <clears throat> wow, I really want to read that. God. It's definitely on Libby. I feel like coming up with, like, a queer romance that I liked was, like, kind of the hardest genre for me out of, like, all of them because I sometimes I feel like I'm just not loving my options lately. Mm. Like, I feel like they don't hit as hard sometimes where it's, like, they don't have that, like, depth that I'm looking for in, like, other books. Yeah, and sometimes I feel like the books that get published are more to just – so there can be, like, another, like, gay representation yeah. book on the yeah. shelf, which it's needed 100%. Yeah. But I feel like there's such a desperate need for more books like that that they're just, like, pushing out anything. Yeah. And some of them do feel very surface level. Like, One Last Stop, so surface level. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah. It just kind of sucks to me because I feel like the one thing that I guess I struggle the most with with, like, queer romance books is that – they are either too fluffy where Mm -hmm. it's like there's really no substance or the focus the drama is them coming out and like that's not what i want to read i don't think coming out and being gay should be like yeah i don't mean like like, being gay shouldn't be a plot point but like (laughs) like every book like it's just like annoying and like i think that's why um charm offensive is one of my favorites is because it talks about like mental health and like they it treats them like they're people and like they still have like whole lives which is like like interesting you know and i think like discovering or realizing you're gay is much different than like the coming out and i always think back to um akatar yeah when um more comes out yeah and this whole time like cassian and Azrael have been fighting over her and it's like oh yeah. my gosh who is more gonna choose which yeah. one and then at the end of the book she like drops his bomb to fair that she's like well neither because i'm gay and everyone's supposed to be like oh, like why i think that's like yeah just offensive to yeah. use that as a plot point that like yeah. this whole time more has been gay so she never even really liked cassian and yeah. Azriel. and it's like being gay shouldn't be shocking yeah it shouldn't be the plot twist yeah i don't like when it's used as a plot twist yeah but i did like how the charm offensive like it was very subtle. Love the charm offensive. And that's why I like Heat of Rivalry. Like, it is very deep. Like, yeah. they've known each other since, like, they played in college. Yeah. So, they're now I in the it. NHL. So, they've known each other for years. Yeah. And it's to, just, like, really like know them. it's just, like, hard because I definitely understand that there need to be books with, like, no substance where it's just, like, oh, like, they're just happy and in love and yeah. it's, like, but it's just, like... I don't personally like those kind of books, like, straight or gay or, like, anything. Yeah. I just don't really, like, that's not the kind of romance that I, like, gravitate towards. And I'm sure some people do, obviously. Yeah, yeah. people be loving them. Yeah, I need to feel connected to the characters. Or, like, not connected, but care about them. Yeah, I need to know, like, what is, like, going on in their head. And sometimes I feel yeah. like it's just, like, heads. they got fucking empty heads. And I can't yeah. read books with empty heads. Like, those books just, like, don't connect for me. I don't like it. Okay, so that is going into 
um, a good transition into my favorite, like, general adult fiction God, book. guys, we've talked about this book. So good. Like, so, I think this times. might be shelved as romance, but in my opinion, it's not. this is too heavy to be shelved as romance. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a good balance where, like, it could still be romance, but not this one. Um, Honey Girl, talk about, like, character development and, like, understanding the background of a character. Honey Girl is just amazing. Like, she's not her only problem isn't like oh like I'm queer and I don't know like where like belonging like that kind of thing like she also has like many other facets to her personality as people do and like she's also struggling with um like graduation and what she's gonna do with the rest of her life and like kind of like academic success and like all of those kind of things like the weight of expectations that she's like put on herself her mental health all of this stuff she's like really facing burnout Mm -hmm. it's just so good it is i put that as my favorite too god she's just like so good a million times i love that book and i get very confused why it's shelved as a romance like that is still so weird to me the romance is so like a side plot it's yeah and it's weird because like even the description they're like she wakes up in vegas and she's married to this person and it's like that's and then we never touch on that ever again it's just like sure technically that happened but that's just like not the point of it like have you ever seen those edits on tiktok where they will like make edits of harry potter to make it like look like a thriller or something yeah and it's like funny you know Oh, gosh. I hope you guys didn't hear that. We don't want an extra sound. <laughs> um, should we tell them about it? No. Okay, okay. So, um, no, I understand. They made it seem like it was going to be a romance yeah. about. But I think that moment more so it wasn't like, oh, my God, she got married in Vegas. She woke up, didn't know the person. What are they going to do? Are it they going to stay together? So that she that triggered like, her yeah, it thought triggered, process to yeah. be like, my life's a mess. It triggered her thought process to be like, I didn't know I was the kind of person who did this. And I kind of like it. Yeah. Like, it's not like a romance, though. And then also, like, I kind of need to get my shit together because what the fuck did I just do? Yeah. I'm, like, such a mess that I yeah. married someone in Vegas. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like a wake-up call yeah. to just be, like, oh, my actions lately. Yeah. But it was so, so good. good. And it's and pretty short, too. I think, like, honestly, if it wasn't marketed as a romance, it would have done better because yeah. it would have, like, reached a different audience that would have liked it more. I agree. Because, like, I remember I brought that with me to the beach and was trying to read it as a beach read. Because that was, like, that was the vibe that I thought it was. And then I was reading on the beach and, like, not liking it. And then I eventually had to just, like, shift my perspective and realize, mm-hmm. like, okay, this is not a romance. This is not what I thought it was. And then I, like, really connected with it. Yeah, I still can't believe it's marketed like that. Ugh. Um, The next one, fantasy. Yeah. I put House in the Cerulean Sea. God, such a Again, cute Again, another one. book we've talked about a million times. Raved this over. will, like, forever be one of my favorite books. Like, of all time, I always recommend this book to people. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's just, I don't know, it's just so special. I just <laughs> loved it. It's <laughs> so wholesome. Like, up right now. <laughs> like, he's a social worker. Yeah, it's touching I her little it. social worker heart. Yeah. Mine is, like, a totally different, like, not wholesome at all. Like, actually pretty violent and crazy story. Priory of the Orange Tree. So good. And this is just, like, I've always described it as, like, if Game of Thrones had, like, queer representation and mm-hmm. was also, like, written by a woman. Where it's just, like, it has that level of, like, storytelling that is, like, so fun in fantasy. But it's, like, there's so many queer characters. Like, almost, like, it's like feels like most of the, like 
characters there's like a reasonable number of them that are queer Mm -hmm. which like feels much more like real life than other books and all types of queer representation so freaking good a day of fallen night is the prequel that i'm reading right now freaking fire are you almost done with it Nah. oh okay i'm in the trenches i'm deep in the fucking trenches maybe like one day i'll read it it's so good i feel like every time you bring it up Mm -hmm. i'm like yeah like yeah march is the month i'll read it then it read it last i bought that book like a year ago now i was like 2022 is the year i read it the thing is that just like for me for a day of fall and night i've had no problem picking it up and putting it down and mm-hmm. like every time i pick it up i'm instantly pulled back into the like story. i know i'll love yeah. it for sure it's just like i don't think you even have to read it all at once like you really can pick it up and put it down like honestly like what you're doing with a little life would be like really easy to do with this book a little life is not to get off topic (laughs) i have been reading a little life for two years talking about lgbtq like oh shit yeah (laughs) oh that is lgbtq yeah um yeah i have picked up a little life i read a good chunk of it in 2021 put it down briefly picked it up last year put it down i think i read like maybe three chapters this year um i ended up getting the audiobook yeah because it was free burst yeah um so i do have the audiobook i was hoping that would get me to read it more but i forgot of its existence wow that is gonna be a journey i can't wait to finish it in five years (laughs) literally but no priory you know where it is it's on my bookshelf above the bed where it is so it's serving as exactly it's really and i forget that it's a book like it looks like decor (laughs) it's really pretty honestly beautiful decor on my bookshelf really gorgeous um i forget it's there you know what though i think i do want to read (laughs) it let's take it down well before i leave i'm gonna put it on your side table because i was just thinking like what am i gonna read now yeah read it because i read fourth wing i'm telling you it's fucking amazing i think i need to read that one now it's so good it's genuinely so good it'll be my bedtime book when i read a physical book it's great it just like draws me in and like i really feel like i'm there like it's it's like it's one of those books where you know like in fable where you're like i'm mining for gems like i'm out on the sea i'm riding a dragon yeah oh shit like that's exactly how it feels i'm gonna want to get a dragon tattoo literally (laughs) i I read this book and made it my entire personality and it's been years and like it's still my whole personality and i don't really give a fuck all right i'm like for serious i'm gonna 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 read it guys i'm done studying (laughs) i passed my exam i got oh yeah give her a little congratulations guys she did pass Um, her exam yes so i got all the time i'm gonna read heated rivalry you're gonna read priory okay sounds good boss ya what's what did you pick because i obviously had a little tie moment i i didn't even see that we were doing ya oh shit i we're gonna do ya and horror but you don't have to do the horror one. This is what you sent me. Yeah, well, it cut off. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess I just... Not like, Jen just sending me four categories. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, I'll go first. Wait, what is a category? Oh, YA. YA. Oh, are you going to pick Aristotle? So I did a tie between Aristotle and Dante and Hani and Ishu. Oh. Which are both just like two really great queer YA books that I loved. I think I would go with Hani. Yeah, I think so too. Hani and Ishu 
so good. It's so, like, quintessentially YA. Like, just, like, the yearning and the confusion and the drama. Oh, my gosh. And, like, the, like, friend drama. And, and like, agreeing with your friends just so you stay friends. Because in high school those friendships seem like the world yeah. to you and like, you can't see past it's kind grade. of like like lying about not liking taylor swift to seem cool kind of <laughs> <Yeah>. vibes <laughs> it's just like it feels so important to be liked in high yeah. school like end of the world if you're yeah. not it's just crazy like i feel like as you get older you don't even notice that feeling like fading away and then now i'm just like i could not give less of a fuck like remember when we went to the grocery store and i was wearing my comfy and like yeah. that lady came up to me and was like love you're comfy and i was like, like oh I like <laughs> i didn't, I, you didn't even realize I was you were wearing being it. perceived <laughs> it's just like so weird i forget people perceive me yeah like now i just yeah. i just exist and like, but in high school it's almost oh like you're in God. a jail for four years with the same people and the same teachers yeah and like how could it not feel end of the world if something no. happens everyone knows for the next four years and it's just like especially when you're in a smaller town like i wasn't in a super small town but like when you go to the grocery store like i wouldn't wear my comfy because like kids from my school are working there like kids from my school are going shopping there like you can't go anywhere without running into someone that you know yeah and it's just horrible like i remember that feeling like always making sure i was like put together when even if it was a quick run to target because i'm like what if i see someone from high school because everyone i knew in high school like worked at these places you know like now I don't, I don't know give a fuck. anyone up like, here. Yeah, especially me and Vicky, like, moved away. We both, like, lived in Florida in high school, and now we live in Boston. And so it's like, I never expect to see anyone I know. I told Vicky this if story. I did, it'd be a jump scare. <laughs> I told Vicky this. Um, I don't know if I ever told this story on the podcast, but I have a roommate here, and I went to... Oh, my God. <laughs> I went to the coffee shop a few scared. weeks ago, guys, and I go up to the register. My roommate didn't tell me that she was working at this coffee shop. And so I go in there, and I'm, like, looking at the menu, you know, like, distracted, like, trying to figure out, like, what mm-hmm. I'm going to order. And the cashier goes, hi, Jen. I, like, jump out of my skin because I'm, like, I don't know anyone in this whole city. Like, who could possibly be saying hi to me right now? I was, like, terrified. I thought it was going to be someone from work. And then it was my roommate. And I was, like, oh, my God. What are you doing here? Yeah. (laughs) It was so scary. That's as bad as it gets up here. Yeah. I remember when I saw my roommate outside. (laughs) It was Lou. Oh, my (laughs) fucking God. (laughs) That would be really startling. How do you get out there? (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, like, we don't know anyone here. It's, like, it's such beautiful. a sense of freedom. I and it's, like, it. even when I just, like, go to the um, public garden and I'll just, like, lay out and read there, I never have to worry about, like, someone I knew coming up and saying hi to me unless it's, yeah. like, someone I dated, which has happened to me a couple of times. I've seen people I've dated here. <laughs> but <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't have, have dated around. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't have dated like 500 people when I moved here and I wouldn't run into them in the giant ass city of Boston. <laughs> Boston is so small. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. But yeah. Hilarious. Honey Nishu. Yeah, that's a good one. Beautiful. That is a good one. It just, yeah, the epitome of high school and the confusion and the so good. oh my god everything like rides life on or decision. death yeah. so cute um for horror i have plain bad heroines which is just really good it's another one that's like super super thick it's really long yeah but it's another one like i don't honestly think that you would like it but you like a lot that. of people would like love it it really draws you in it has like really cool drawings in mm-hmm. it like it has like drawings of wasps throughout it and it's like kind of like a story within a story 
and there's like flashbacks and it's just like it's really well done and it all like wraps up and it's just like really interesting but it is very long so i wouldn't recommend that to everyone unless you're like into that genre honestly i couldn't even think of a horror or thriller that's yeah yeah also the writer's retreat i read that recently jesus yeah there was some gay love making there but usually thrillers like don't have a romantic aspect to them i think a lot of them do maybe i just don't read enough yeah i think it's usually like a husband and wife type thing though Mm, and like a cheating thing like it's like it's not in the romance that's like cute and fluffy it's in the like we snuck around and now we got caught kind of thing it's not like it's not wholesome it's not good not wholesome (laughs) not good vibes it's Mm. usually involving cheating and like that's usually part of like the big secret like the big reveal i feel like lame yeah cheating reveal so those are some of our favorite queer books now upcoming releases yeah so some of these have actually been out for a while or whatever but um some of them are new and then these are just kind of books that are like on my radar that i personally have not read um and i've been seeing a lot and have piqued my interest based on like people's reviews or like just the sheer amount of reviews i've seen or like anything like that mm-hmm. first up we've got that summer feeling by bridget morrissey let me see and what is that about oh wouldn't you like to know so i think i saw the author of delilah green whatever mm-hmm. post about this one and she said it was really good so that made me interested in this one um Where's the little description? Okay. When a divorced woman attends a sleepaway camp for adults, she reconnects with a man from her past, only to fall head over heels for his sister instead. Oh, I love that already. Right? Okay, so I had just seen, like, a real little bit about this one, and I was like, damn. Garland Moore used to believe in magic, the power of optimism, and signs from the universe. Then her husband surprised her with divorce papers over Valentine's Day dinner. Now Garland isn't sure what to believe anymore except that she's clearly never meant to love again. When new friends invite her to spend a week at their reopened sleepaway camp, she and her sister decide it's an opportunity to enjoy the kind of summer getaway they never had as kids. If Garland still believed in signs... This would sure seem like one. Summer camp is a chance to let go of her past and start fresh. Nestled into the picturesque Blue Ridge Mountains, Camp Girl Cove provides the exact escape Garland always dreamed of, until she runs into Mason, the man she had a premonition about after one brief meeting years ago. No matter how hard she tries to run, the universe appears determined to bring love back into Garland's life. She even ends up rooming with Mason's sister, Stevie a vibrant park ranger who's as charming as she is competitive. The more time they spend together, the more signs confuse her. The stars are aligning in a way she never could have pictured. Sorry, guys. Welcome back. (laughs) Guys. Guys, I just... It's so hard. It's so hard. It's so hard being alive sometimes. I don't understand. Being a podcaster. Yeah, clearly, I mean, for weeks, months, I would say, months, yeah. something's been wrong with my mic. I don't know but, if you guys have noticed. <laughs> not sure. Because <laughs> um, 
I mean, I naturally talk quieter yeah. than Jen, but something is definitely wrong with my mic, and... I know we've talked about it, like, in passing, but this is, like, a consistent problem where we have, like, a few issues going on where, like Vicky said, she is a little bit quieter, but her mic is, like, way quieter than mine. It's, like, less clear, and it yeah. frequently unplugs itself without any kind of indication, which is, like, really frustrating, and yeah. which is what happened last week, too, if you guys notice that and then it automatically when we're recording the audio just gets taken from jen's mic so it sounds like i'm like whispering in the background and jen's talking yeah um and sometimes i have another screen up like goodreads to read you guys summaries yeah if you and like so move don't the notice. screen at all it's like impossible and then um you just don't know. You don't know you that it's happening, and then and you just keep going. It is always your and mic. But that's been a new thing with it, like, randomly coming up. Unplugging. Unplug. Um, but, you know. Good news. Good news. I ended up finally biting the bolt. Because, again, guys, this is just for fun. Yeah. So for a while, me and Jen just didn't yeah. care. Yeah. But now that the mic's coming unplugged and it's actually like seriously a problem. issues, I finally bit the bullet. And I'm buying a new mic. It will be here Monday. So the next episode new mic yeah new and it's like i do think we've been doing this for a while now let's up the quality for our fans because the ones for who are guys. listening right now they have sucked through some shit yeah literally they've been fucking through it yeah it's just for funsies but yeah. now it's getting annoying we're gonna give you guys a real treat yeah i might even upgrade my mic one day guys maybe but once really, jen <laughs> sees how cool my mic is oh i am gonna miss gay mike though Guys, yeah. I don't know if you ever, like, <laughs> if we've ever told you, like, why we call it Gay Mike. It's because it has a rainbow on the side. <laughs> I'm gay. It's not offensive. <laughs> Happy Pride Month. Happy Pride um, Month. Anyway, we were reading all the upcoming releases, and we were so excited about them. And we I had, had all this commentary. <laughs> yeah. It's all gone. So we're just going to quickly go through the books. Yeah, because um, they all do sound really and interesting. summaries again. So you guys heard The Summer Feeling. Um, and we're just gonna finish the rest really quick so if we don't yeah. make any cool funny banter jokes you know why we already fucking talked about we this. did talk about this the mic did come unplugged but here they are for you anyway rapid fire we got rapid. it goes like this mm-hmm. which is a queer ya book about a group of friends daisy jones and the six vibes just kidding it's not really like that Eva, Celeste, Gina, and the staff used to think their friendship was unbreakable. After all, they've been through a lot together, including the astronomical rise of Moonlight Overthrow, the world-famous queer pop band that they formed in middle school, never expecting to headline anything bigger than the county fair. But after a sudden falling out leads to the dissolution of the teen's band, their friendship, and Eva and Celeste's starry-eyed romance, nothing is the same. Gina and Celeste step further into the spotlight, Steph disappears completely, and Eva, heartbroken, takes refuge as a songwriter and secret online fangirl of her own band. That is, until a storm devastates their hometown, bringing the four ex-best friends back together. As they prepare for one last show, they'll discover whether growing up always means growing apart. Beautiful. I hate that you're getting what you're wanting, and... That Daisy Jones comment is going to be cut out the episode. Guys, I made this, like, really embarrassing <laughs> Daisy Jones comment that we're not going to really mention in, in the last recording of this. And I was like, Vicky, will you please delete that? And she said no, but Mike came unplugged. Let's yeah, get it. Lucky Jen. Lucky me. Um. So then another book, Cleat Cute by Meryl Wilsner. She wrote um, Mistakes Were Made, which is known as the MILF book. Yeah. Um. So that <clears throat> is about 
Oh, it says for fans of Ted Lasso. Mm. Interesting. Um, so Grace Henderson has been a star of the U.S. Women's National Team for 10 years, even though she's only 26. But when she's sidelined with an injury, a bold new upstart, Phoebe Matthews, takes her spot. Phoebe is everything Grace isn't. A gregarious jokester who plays with joy that Grace lost somewhere along the way. The last thing Grace expects is to become friends with benefits. With this class clown, she sees as her rival. Phoebe Matthews has always admired Grace's skills and was starstruck to be training alongside her idol. But she quickly finds herself looking at Grace as more than a teammate. I love friends with benefits. <laughs> it's teammates with benefits. Get it right. Shit. After one daring kiss, she's hooked. Grace is everything <laughs> she's been waiting to find. As the World Cup approaches and Grace works her way back from injury, the women decide to find a way they can play together instead of vying for the same position. And that is out in September. There's something about teammates. It's just so spicy. So, did you read Mistakes Were Made yet? No. I feel like you bought it. Did you buy that? Yes, no. actually. Yeah. <laughs> I actually just packed that, I think, yesterday. <laughs> yeah. All of my books are packed up, guys. It's, like, pretty good. I feel like, it's um, not like Mistakes Were Made were just but... very quick. A little more of the, like, surface level. Yeah. But this sounds cute to yeah. teammates. Yeah, we love shit like that. Yeah. Read okay. your So, book. I actually have another soccer book. A queer YA romance about rival soccer players. Valentina Vale Castile-Green's life revolves around soccer. Her friends, her future, and her father's expectations all wrapped up in the beautiful game. But after she incites a fight during playoffs with her longtime rival, Letitia, everything she's been working towards seemed to disappear. Embarrassed and desperate to be anywhere but home, she escapes to soccer camp for the summer, only to find out that she and Letitia will be co-captaining a team. The caption, the co- competition might also be stiffer than expected, so unless they can get their team's act together, this second chance will slip through Vale's fingers. When the growing pressure, friendship, friction, and her overbearing father push Vale to turn to Letitia for help, what starts off as a shaky alliance of necessity begins to bloom into something more than a shared love of soccer. Soccer theme. Like, are we in a new era like i feel like you know we were in, in hockey we were, we were in tennis before that jesus christ like, i did not like the that tennis, was horrible but hockey's been my favorite so hockey's far. been my favorite but soccer yeah soccer could open up a whole new world because so- i feel like with hockey like the gay hockey romance is gonna be two men yeah it's great yeah love that yeah but soccer is probably always gonna be yeah. women yeah that's just like Really what we needed. Yeah. Where's volleyball? <laughs> Let's get all the sports out here, guys. I love What's volleyball. Be next? <laughs> uh, soccer is coming about. Yeah, um, this is definitely a queer soccer era. Here, you want me to read Love and Other Disasters? Yes. Okay, so Love and Other Disasters by Anita Kelly. Has she written anything else you've read or no? No, but I really want to read more. Or, like, anything. <laughs> <laughs> No, so I I've seen this author. More. I've seen the. I've seen the books like all over Instagram. There's more than one. Is yeah. what I, that's what I was trying to say. Was like there's more than just this one book. Um, <laughs> yes, I want to read more than the zero that I have read. <laughs> okay, recently divorced and on the verge of bankruptcy, Delilah Woodson is ready to reinvent herself on the popular reality competition show Chef Special. Too bad the first memorable move she makes is falling flat on her face sending fish tacos flying not quite the fresh start she was hoping for still she's focused on winning until she meets someone she might want a future with more than she needs the prize Ooh. money 
After announcing their pronouns on national television, Lendon Parker has enough on their mind without worrying about the klutzy competitor stationed in front of them. They're there to prove the trolls, including a fellow contestant and their dad, wrong. Falling in love was never part of the plan. I love when it's As, not part of the plan. <laughs> it never is. <laughs> As London and Delilah get closer, reality starts to fall away. Goodbye, guilt about divorce, anxiety about uncertain futures, and stress from transphobia. Hello, hilarious shan- shenanigans on set, wedding crashing, and spontaneous dips into the Pacific. Sounds like you. <laughs> you're never living that i down. can't stand you oh my god that's memory so okay so there's a book fresh by margot wood which is on my radar um it is a coming of age story about college some girls may enter their freshman year of college knowing exactly what they want elliot is not one of those people but picking a major is the last thing on Elliot's mind when she's too busy experiencing all that college has to offer, dancing all night, testing her RA's patience, making new friends, having the best sex one can have on a twin-sized dorm bed, but she may not be ready for the fallout when reality hits, when the sex she ha- she's having isn't that great, when finals creep up and smack her in the face, or when her roommate's boyfriend turns out to be the biggest asshole. Elliot may make epic mistakes, but if she's honest with herself and with you, she may just find the person she wants to be. Do, do, do. Do, do, do. We love that. There's a like I really like um like college books. Yeah. Yeah. Makes me miss college. Is Not this really. a queer book? Or did I make that up? No, Elliot's a girl. And there's another girl. I feel like when I read the description, <laughs> like, it was queer. Because it says she's having sex, but it doesn't say with who. I'm just going to Google it. Because, like, what if this isn't? No, it, it, it is. Because, okay, so on her website it says, oh. genre, LGBTQ+. Okay. Setting is Emerson College, which is right oh, next to me and Jen. which is gay. Queer rep, the main character is bisexual, and many of her friends are queer. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you guys missed the commentary about, on this one. <laughs> yeah, we talked about how it's unrealistic that in a book, the Most main of, character is gay and the rest of the friends are straight. Yeah, we were like, people usually seek out people that they have, like, similar, like, like commonalities with, yeah. like, common interests and stuff. So it's like, you're not going to be the only queer person in your friend group, most likely. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so last one, if you could read Going by Coastal by Dahlia Adler. Going by Coastal. This um, is the one we really were interested in. Okay. And this is also the author of Cool for the Summer. Which was which good. came out like, I don't know, two, three years ago now. Yeah. Seems like ancient history. Yeah. Um, do, 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 do. Why a rom-com in which a girl must choose between a summer... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm rereading this one. <laughs> it's all, it's all coming back to me. Because <laughs> this, this is hilarious. Like, <laughs> we have read all of these descriptions before. <laughs> and this is like when we redid the Twilight episode. It's still <laughs> news to me. Because we read, like, the descriptions I read last recording, you read, and then yeah. I'm reading new ones. Yeah. yeah. It's so funny, guys. <laughs> so... A girl must choose between summer in New York City with her dad or L.A. with her estranged mom. In Delilah Adler's Going by Coastal, there's more than one happy, one path to happily ever after. Natalia Fox has 24 hours to make the biggest choice in her life, stay home in New York for the summer with her dad, and finally screw up, 
up the courage to talk to the girl she's been crushing on or spend it with her basically estranged mom in LA knowing this is the best chance she has to fix their relationship if she even wants to how's a girl supposed to choose she can't and so both summers play out in alternating timelines one in which Natalia explores the city tries to repair things with her mom works on figuring out her future and goes for the girl she's always wanted and one in which Natalia explores the city tries to repair things with her mom works on figuring out who her future and goes for the guy she never saw coming love it and i I just love the play on words like bi-coastal yeah so good so So good good. um i told vicky that i wish that every main character was bisexual in books and tvs and movies because it just allows for so much more drama because then it's like anyone choose anyone's fair game who's kitty choosing guys (laughs) who's kitty choosing (laughs) is kitty choosing the girl or, or is Kitty choosing the enemies to lovers? The boys on the table, the girls on the table. It's all oh on the table. Oh, my gosh. God, you I know love what it. I saw someone post about XO Kitty on TikTok? Mm-hmm. It was like, it's not really enemies to lovers. It's annoyed to lovers. Yeah. And that's now my new favorite trope. Yeah. I love when they're annoyed at each other. Yeah, like, okay, guys, spoiler warning for XO Kitty if you like blah, blah, blah. But you guys know Vicky and I love talking about TV on here. So, XO Kitty, Vicky told me to listen maybe last time we recorded. I don't yeah. remember. But I have. I've watched the whole thing. So good. My one of so my good. One of my favorite scenes. Okay, so I have two. So, one of my favorite scenes was when they were... Kitty's at the bar with that guy who's, like, flirting with her, mm-hmm. and he's, like, trying to get with her by talking shit about the other girl. Yes, and she sticks up for her. Yeah, and she sticks up for her. I and love says, that. And Kitty says, that's actually, like, not funny, and she's actually not ugly. She's, like, very freaking beautiful. And, and they the other enemies girl, at And the time. other girl overhears her. Yeah. So I good. It. I love a girl's girl. Me too. And I love that, like... I can't remember the other girl's name, but I love that she, like, didn't even say anything in the moment. So, like, Kitty doesn't even know that that was, like, overheard. I feel like that's just, like, a really interesting piece of the story. And really shows, like, Kitty's personality and, like, who she is as a person. Yeah, it really was, like, really wholesome. What's your other favorite scene? My other favorite scene was just, like, for the sheer fact of, like, how fucking hilarious it was. So, guys, the premise of the show is that, like, she goes to Korea to be with her long-distance boyfriend, and he is, like, fake dating this girl. Mm-hmm. And so, the girl that he's fake dating is on stage DJing. Oh. And when she, go- she goes up to the front, and she's, like, at the barricade, and she doesn't know that they're fake dating. She thinks her boyfriend's really dating this new girl. And she's at the barricade, and she's watching the girl be the DJ. Yeah. And she's like, you know what? I'm not even mad. <laughs> I'm not even mad that he left me for her. Because, you know what? She's, like, kind of, like, the hottest person I've ever seen. And then she just had this, like, moment real of realization that she, yeah. like, is really attracted to this girl. And it's, like, hilarious. Because she's just, like, up at the barricade. Like, you know what? Like, I, she's I'm not even it. mad her boyfriend. Because at the time, she doesn't know it's fake dating. Her yeah. boyfriend, like, she literally thinks her boyfriend cheated on yeah. her. And then they broke up. And she's literally, like. I'm not even mad. I'm not even mad. I get it. And, like, the way the way she, like, goes on and on, she's like, I'm not even mad. Like, if you look at how her skin glows and her yeah. eyes. And the background gets all, like, white blurry. and, like, it's only her standing there. Yeah. It's oh, so, so good. good. It was just such, like, a cute, funny scene. I loved it. I love it. It love was a really Kitty. great show. Yeah. You don't have anything else to add? No. Not a thing. I'm pretty done with this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. As much I as I promise, love you guys. I promise. Next week next episode next episode's book club and it's, it's gonna going be to insane. be business 
For Pleasure by Rachel and Solomon out July 4th. Thank you so, so much to Rachel. Thank you, For Rachel. sending us a finished copy of the book. She knows we're hardcore, fans. diehard fans. Yeah. Yeah. So Big fans. We'll be reviewing that for you guys so that on July 4th you can run out and buy it. Run out and buy it. All right. Love you. Love Bye. you so much. Bye. Bye.